to the new John Simmons Show. After years of battling a gambling addiction, John found a hope and a future for his life through Christ. He has spent the last several years encouraging others to find joy, peace, and hope in their lives by walking out God's plan for their lives. Now, John wants to help you find the passion, vision, and faith you need to start writing out God's sentence for your life and help you add to it every day. Four lines are now open. Call or text 314-880-0808. Now, here is your host, the new John Simmons. It's the new John Simmons Show, where you can find God's sentence for your life and become the new you, where we talk about finding passion, vision, and faith in your walk with Christ so that your life can overflow with joy, peace, and hope today. Welcome to the program, everybody. We're so excited to be back here on the air with you after a a short week off. We took a little break, and we've been building the new studio. We're looking forward to uh, launching our brand new season in that era. Uh, so look forward to news about that coming up soon. We should be fully moved in the next month or so, maybe sooner. I'll keep you updated. Very excited. Uh, we've been putting all of this hard work together behind the scenes to be able to bring you a, a better viewing experience, uh, to make you feel more at home, to make you feel part of all that we're doing to try and share the gospel and hopefully be able to grow the audience and the reach of our gospel-centered message, and we want to invite you to be a part of that. Head over to newjohnsimmons.com or find us on your favorite social media app to stay connected with everything that we're doing. And don't forget that we also stream live. In addition to being on your radio in several cities, uh, we are also available for the live stream over on Facebook. It's uh, Just search for The New John Simmons Show. So here we are, Monday evening. Very excited to have a brand-new guest to the show. Uh, she comes from us. Uh, from the phones, uh, her, she is a, uh, winner of the 2018 Christian Indie Award, uh, for Christian Living. She wrote a book called Pizza with Jesus, No Black Olives, uh, which chronicles one couple's faith journey through the cumulative effects of compound losses, suffering, and grief. Pizza with Jesus, finding hope and grace amid hardships delivers a message of hope that there is life on the other side of grief. No matter how dark and lonesome it feels along the way, Pizza with Jesus offers a lantern and a lifeline through pain and grief back to our loving Father's side where we belong and where we ultimately hope to be. Welcome, PJ Frick, to the New John Simmons Show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, John. How are you? I'm doing so wonderful, and thank you so much for joining us on the show. I want to... Uh, Jump right into our conversation. I really feel like God's going to use you to really encourage some of our listeners tonight. Let's talk about your story of loss and grief that the book writes about. Okay. Um, well, it's kind of hard to know where to start with that, but um, I guess in short, um, you know, my late husband David um, and I had been through a lot of um, a lot of life major traumas. I guess according to the hospice counselor that I spoke with after David passed away, um, I. Myself, I'm just in the last five years, well, I guess I'm going on six years, but I, myself, um, I'm a breast cancer survivor. I was diagnosed with that in um, 2012, went through treatment, surgery, the whole nine yards, lost my hair, everything. Oh, my. Um, and we've, we've lost, you know, we, along the way, we lost, we had a lot of pets. We were re- huge rescue, you know, animal rescuers, um, and we lost a number of those along the way as well. A lot of them, a couple of them, even right around the time I was going through surgery and everything so um and then um you know fast forward a little bit my my father passed away um while my i i was still missing my hair and i was still my hair was still growing out and so that was very shortly after my treatment my father passed away oh so we just had you know a lot of back to back you know what we go through one thing and try to stand back up and get kind of bowled over again by something else it was just a, a series of of losses and just, just traumas i guess is what i what i call them and then in um, 2014, um, David was diagnosed with metastatic pancreatic and liver cancer. And that that came out of nowhere. Um, wow! That that was huge. Um, yeah. And then after 14 months, um, he you know he passed. You know, he got got to go to heaven. Um, lucky him. Um, <laughs> and uh, so after that is one of the things for me. You know, that's when I realized I had not grieved or worked through 
a lot of those things that had happened before that. We just didn't have time. It was, like I said, one thing after another. Sure. But when David took his leave, it was like the world just kind of kind of crashed open, and I was left to deal with everything. And, you know, there were days that I just didn't want to get up. I didn't. I was disappointed to wake up. That's how bad it had gotten because it was just, I was just overwhelmed by that point. And, um, you know, I was, I had moved, and I was helping a lady rescue a dog, and that, that's when it occurred to me that I was I was being like this little dog that was running loose and not wanting to get caught. You know, mm-hmm. God was trying to follow me around, and he was there with me the whole time. He offered me good things along the way, but I was still, you know, just railing at him because of everything we'd been through. And that's when it occurred to me that I was like this dog, and um, I just needed to be still. And, you know, God was just sitting still waiting for me to come to him. And that's when, that night actually is when I started to write the book. Um, it was just everything kind of finally came out, and it took me about eight days, I guess, to write it. That's and it? it just, Goodness it, gracious. Yeah. yeah. But God got me beat by one day. He only took seven days. <laughs> I took eight. <laughs> just to write a book, yeah. Uh, very excited to have you on the phone with us again. If you missed it or you're just tuning in, PJ Frick, she is the author of Pizza with Jesus. Uh, which talks about the grief she just shared with us. She overcame breast cancer, and then her father passed, and then your husband passed away from cancer. And what a tragic series of events. I want to get into your faith a little bit because this show is always about encouraging people to find God's plan Mm -hmm. for their life. And so let's dig into your life a little bit. Before all of these things took place, were you a strong believer? Was this a center of your life? Uh, it was, but I didn't realize that it wasn't. I think it's gotten more. I, I mean, I guess all of that has brought me, definitely brought me closer to the Lord. Um, I think it, when I found the lump is when it really, everything kind of just sealed up, and I realized, because in that moment, that very moment, I got down on my knees, and I just prayed to him, and I said, please just let me handle whatever this is with grace and humor. <laughs> and, you know, and let some good come of it somewhere, even if it's too late for me. That was my exact prayer. And, and it was in that moment that I I felt that peace, I think, for the first time that strongly. It was that, that peace that surpasses all understanding. I know what that means now because was, I wasn't scared. Yeah. I, I knew God was with me. He would meet me in the chemo room. He would be with me the whole way. And I I wasn't scared. So I knew that peace. I think that in that moment is when I... I really strengthened my faith, or it, it strengthened and brought me closer to, to God. I love this idea of peace. This is something I run into a lot when I hear the stories of people who are really finding an opportunity to get close to God, whether it's something that they've achieved in life and it took them a long time, or they've overcome something or dealt with a sickness like you're sharing with us today, just in the, in the, you know, the first stages of your series of events when you're dealing with this cancer diagnosis for yourself. And so you're mm-hmm. internalizing all of these thoughts and you're believing that God's going to be with you. But I love, you know, you sort of conveyed it differently, but th- your priority shifted towards God when, you know, when these serious issues take place with your health. So mm-hmm. was it this health scare that sort of brought you closer to Jesus or was it just the opportunity to know maybe your mor- mortality that brought it closer to your, your heart? Or what was it really, do you think, that brought you closer to Jesus in that moment? Well, I think it was just the knowledge that, uh, just that understanding that he truly was there. And I guess all that, you know, before that, I, I, I've been a Christian my whole life. I considered myself a good Christian. You know, I, I didn't, we didn't belong to a church at that point because we had just moved. But still, I, I, but I didn't realize what that meant until, until that moment. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was the mortality because I didn't really think, oh God, I'm going to die. Yeah. It was just, I know you're here from, I know you're here with me. Let some good come of this somewhere let 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 this be a good thing even though it's a it, you know a, it technically it could be a bad thing you know i didn't sure. know at that point what it was but um you know what the extent of it was so um. okay so let's look into you've gone through the the breast cancer scare and now you've survived it so what was that like coming out of that opportunity or was it were you coming out of the cancer as these other things were happening or did it happen before these other events um, well, the, we, we'd had some events before we had moved. I, I changed jobs. I was changing careers. I was trying to be, go back and become a school librarian. So I went from corporate to, you know, that kind of environment. So I was trying to do that. So we'd had something. Um, but the, um, I'm trying to think. 
Sorry, I've lost track of no the, worries. the question. It's, sorry. A, it's okay. <laughs> We're trying to time, time frame this, but we can move on from that. Let's talk about uh, the passing of your dad. And Is this story included inside the book Pizza with Jesus? Oh, yes, yes. It's definitely in there, yeah. So, that, like I said, that happened about a year after um, my my um, treatment. And so, so was this a sudden thing that happened? Was he sick? Like, how do you uh, explain this situation? Well, he had, he had been um, ill, I had heard, and I, I and I guess I need to re- rewind a little bit because my um, my my family had had a split with my my parents um, for for various reasons, but not not due to my father, but it was it was just a, a hard family situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had not had a lot of contact with my father up until that point, um, but yeah, you know, we we went in when he was in hospice, um, and we got to finally see him again. Yes, that was that was one of the major events that was that was coming back together, you know, with my with my father there. So mm-hmm. that was a good another good thing that came out of a, a bad situation, I guess. Okay, so we're here with PJ Frick. She's talking to us about her father passed, you overcame cancer, and let's get into the conversation about your husband and, and let's let's start with you know, hearing the news for the first time. You said it was sudden when he was diagnosed with uh did you say pancreatic medicine? Yeah, metastatic pancreatic and liver cancer. Yeah, yeah it was, so, um, stage four. Yeah. yeah, tell us what happens the day you guys get the news about that. Um, well, David had been having some trouble. Um, you know, he'd been having some abdominal pains, um, and his doctor thought maybe it was gallstones. And he, had, his doctor, had told David, if you have these any more pain over the weekend, you know, go to the ER. And David woke up. It was Monday morning. Actually, he woke up and he just he was just doubled over in pain. He could not function. I mean, he just was in that much pain. So we went to the ER. And that's where we found out. You know, they they ran some scans and did the usual things, and that's when we found out it was um, an eight centimeter mass, and it was wrapped around the the blood vessels. So, wow. you know, we we kind of knew what that prognosis meant. But so, what do you guys do? You're you're leaving the doctor's office. Do your first thoughts go to God? Where, what's that conversation like immediately for you two? Um, I think. Well, we, of course we went to God. I mean, I, 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 I did for sure. I, I was praying and, I, you know, I just knew the, you know, again, it was the same. You just please let some good come of this. You know, and I knew he was with us. Um, and it was a matter, I think for me, after my initial going to God, it was, it was getting down to business. For me, it was, mm-hmm. I wanted to protect David. I wanted to, you know, know what was coming next, what tests. So it was getting down to business again with, with fighting cancer and, I wanted to do that for David and with David, but so I got very protective of him and instantly kind of went into business mode, I guess, as mm-hmm. far as that went. But it, we we did, of course. Um, you know, our, our pastor came to see us because um, by that point we had joined a church, a wonderful church, um, and so we we had a lot of good prayer around us and, and between us. So it, it was there. P.J. Frick joining us on the telephone line here on the new John Simmons show. We're talking about her book and her journey. Uh, her book is called Pizza with Jesus, No Black Olives. It is an award winner. If you would like to pick up a copy of this book for yourself, it's available over at Amazon and also Barnes & Nobles, but you can also go to her website, pizzawithjesus.com, where you can uh, find out more about her, order the book yourself, and see some of the awards, including uh, she was a finalist for uh, the International Book Award. She was a Christian Indie Award winner. So many things that have come out of this book. So tell us about the writing process a little bit, PJ. What are some of the stories that you share in this to encourage us? Um, well, I, I'm trying to think of some of the some of the better ones, I guess. With, well, with the... the um, what about the title of the book? Oh, the title? Um, yeah, that's, um, that's one of the sweet moments, I guess, that along the way. Um, David was in his last days, Um and um, he was on morphine, of course, and um, so he. And by this time, he he had to, he was able, you know, unable to really get up and move around. But you know, I was trying to help him that evening, and I was, you know, settling him back in bed. And um, he he said he wanted to go out, which I knew, of course, we we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I played along with him, you know, and I asked him where we should go. <laughs> and he he asked me so sweetly. He's like, "How about pizza?" Because he loved pizza. Yeah. Um, and I laughed because you know, it's always been one of his favorites. So I, I you know I was settling back in bed and I said, "Oh, what a great idea!" You know. And um, as I was settling him back in bed, he he said he said the line for the pizza place was long. He said they're busy here. You know. I said, "Well, sit down. I'll go order." You know. I was playing along. 
and he you know, asked him what he wanted on his pizza, and he always got pepperoni, green peppers, and onions. Hmm. And I teased him by saying, and black olives? And he hated black olives. Mm-hmm. So he whispered. You know, he could hardly talk by then, but he whispered, and he, he put his head down real firmly. Like, he said, no black olives. <laughs> so I, I asked him again just for fun. I was like, how? And you know, again, I listed those things, and black olives? And he's like, no black olives. Right. So I laughed a little bit, and he kind of, you know, he smiled, and so he, he knew what I was doing. But we, so we sat there, and we were we were holding hands like we used to do when we were dating. And he he again, said again how busy it was, and he said, it should take a long time, you know, and I said, I'll go check, and that they were working on it. So while we waited for our pizza, um, he said, he asked me, he said, do you think Jesus likes pizza? Mm. And and I told him I assured him I thought Jesus would eat pizza if it would make us happy. Yeah, sure. Even the pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he said he said did you, he said again he said do you think Jesus would eat pizza with us? And and I said yes, absolutely. He'd love to eat with us. And he said then he's like he's sh- he sure taking a long time. Uh, he he's late. You know. And I said and I, I, I assured him that Jesus was coming and he'd be there soon. So. Amen. And I, I it, it was again that peace I knew that was you know I felt that peace come over me when i said that so yeah you've mentioned peace and then also here in the book it talks about finding hope and grace can you tell us a little bit and encourage our listeners here tonight on you know obviously you've dealt with an awful lot overcome cancer yourself you see your father and your your husband pass away in a short period of time how difficult was it or maybe it wasn't you said you've shared already that you found peace how did you find hope and grace amid that hardship well, I um, we had like I said, we had a good church family. I, I guess I, I always try to focus on. You know, I took that scripture very seriously about um, thinking on good things, mm. and I think that's where I started. You know, I, I've always done that. Even as a child, I would say, even when something bad happened, I would say, "Well, there's this. There's the good. You try to yeah. find the good in everything." Um, and that's that's kind of what I was was trying to do in this situation. But we also had a wonderful church family we had we made we made wonderful friends along the way we solidified some other friendships that we you know we you, you really find out who your friends really are and people sure. really cared and and that that brought me some peace um going through all that with david because i knew i was not physically by myself and i and i knew god was with me but i also knew there were other other good christians other good people holding us up and that that was very comforting you know and i, I at that point i had a job as a school librarian so i was around 600 little kids every day wow and that was the perfect place for me at that time i needed to be there and those little kids loved me and i loved them and it was it was beautiful even the middle of all of the other chaos going on with david's illness yeah you were dealing with an awful lot so how would you encourage someone today who might be dealing with a similar situation to what you went through um well i would say well, first of all, just hold on, hold on to God. I mean, I know that sounds that sound may sound trite to some, and that's easier said than done because mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I've been there. Um, but and and find find a good church family. Um, they like ours. Ours pulled us through, pulled me through. They stuck with me. They still, they're still, they still call to check on me. Um, and and just try to find find something good in every day. Um, that's that's kind of what helped me through. Like with my kids, even at school, I would say. That's how I started all of my lessons was, what's the good thing that happened to you today? What What's one good thing? So try to find good things because they are there. And there, there is good will come of even the darkest situations, I, I, I truly believe. Yeah, focus on the good, trust in God to find your peace. You're sharing some mm-hmm. very practical lessons on what we can do. Uh, outside of this book, are you able to uh, encourage others with anything else right now? Are you speaking anywhere? Is there any place that people can catch you or learn more about uh, what you're doing? Um, I don't have a lot of speaking engagements now. I spoke recently at a hospice event in Monroe, um, but I, I um, like I have the I have the website and a, there's a Facebook page also for Pizza with Jesus. So I try to and people in general, they, people who don't have faith. There's a, a woman I know at the barn where I keep my horses. I have two horses, um, and she she says if there's a God. So she's one oh. that I she talks to me a lot now about the book. So yeah. I'm, I'm still able to share my experience with God with her and hope that maybe she'll find him, too, you know. Yeah, so it's a book of gospel-sharing message, too. Uh, maybe that's the, the byproduct you didn't even expect to take place, but... 
right. Anytime God's in our heart, uh, others are going to see him. I want to thank you so much, uh, Ms. P.J. Frick, for joining us on the program tonight. If you want to catch a copy uh, of her book and read it for yourself or share it with someone who might be dealing with a, a loss or a difficult situation, Pizza with Jesus is the name of the book. Uh, find it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and over at pizzawithjesus.com. P.J., thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Okay, thank you for inviting me. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's PJ Frick, everybody. So thankful that she joined us here on the program. I am uh, very excited that uh, we're able to share her message with you. And I really want to encourage you guys. Uh, as a person who fell away from Christ because my father died and I started to blame God, I totally understand what it's like for someone to you know, sort of either fall away from Christ or to blame him. And I also know the stories like this one of the people who use loss or use grief as an opportunity to grow closer to God. So there's all of these sort of conflicting things that loss and grief bring into our life. But ultimately, I found hope, peace, and joy with a relationship with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And you've heard PJ share her own story. I mean, how difficult, how tragic is it to lose your father, you know, get cancer yourself and then lose your husband to it in just a, you know, two and a half year period. Very difficult and very easy for the world to tell you, you know, to blame God and that he's, you know, he did this to you. But really, you know, if we're pressing into God and our relationship with him, peace that surpasses all understanding. The Bible talks about this peace PJ expressed that she was able to find it in her own life, and you can find that for your life as well. If you're dealing with something that does not have to be the end of your life, even though it may feel like it, I encourage you to reach out to God and pray and ask for his comfort and his peace. Get yourself in a, in a loving church like PJ recommended and try and find the joy in these situations. Even when it's difficult, there are always that silver lining, as some people like to say. You're able to find joy uh, that surpasses all of these you know, common trials and in, in problems that we deal with in life. And this is what the Bible talks about. It comes into our life through faith. And I want to encourage you all to uh, take, take to heart her testimony that she shared with us tonight. It was incredibly powerful. So when we come back, I have a lot to tell you about our week off. Uh, we did a lot of things. And uh, onion farming, went to the Science Center, watched some movies, read some books. And so I'm going to share some of the stories from what happened while we were off. When we come back, you're listening to The New John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. Hey everybody, New John Simmons here with you. Back in 2012, I found myself at the end of my rope for what seemed like the hundredth time. I cried out to God and said, God, if you're real, I need you to show me a future and a hope for my life. What happened next changed my life forever. It took me out of my life where I was a gambling addict who had lost over $500,000 allowed me to begin a new life in Christ where I found more joy, peace, and hope than I ever knew existed. I share the stories, including where I blame God for my father's death and the call into ministry that I found in my first book called Finding Faith. I also share with you the answers to the questions that I was asking God about what is faith and how can I move mountains with it. Finding Faith has those stories and so much more. I absolutely believe it can encourage you to find faith in your life today. Finding Faith by me, the new John Simmons, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble website, Walmart. You can also pick up a copy signed by me over at newjohnsimmons.com. Testimony House Ministries is the proud sponsor of the new John Simmons Show. We are so thankful for all of you who tune into the show, watch us live on Facebook or on our YouTube channel. Without all of you, the new John Simmons Show and all the other Testimony House Network shows would not be possible. Please visit newjohnsimmons.com today and click the Partner With Us tab to help us continue sharing our message of future and a hope through Christ with others. God bless. The new John Simmons Show is part of the Testimony House Network. To learn more about the network or to watch other network programs, please visit TestimonyHouse.org. Now, here's the new John Simmons. Welcome back. New John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. So thankful you've joined us back on the program. If you would like to help us and be part of our our mission in our ministry, which supports this show, Testimony House, we're trying to help people find God's sentence for their life. This is our way of encouraging people to understand that God 
believes you're special. He's made you special. He's designed you and created you to do good things through Christ Jesus. And many people are walking around in life and they don't understand that this is real. They, they're they looking for identity in every place and from a spouse or from the culture or from their teachers. Our identity and our value should come from who Christ designed us to be and who God created us because God loves us unconditionally. No matter what we do, say, act, look like, God's value in us is high at all times, so high that he sent his son to die for us on the cross for sins that we even had yet to commit. And I want to encourage you to understand that God loves you so much, and we want to share this message with so many others to help them find and really explore the gifts and the talents that God's given them. Not everybody, including myself. I mean, I spent 29 years uh, before I found Christ just trying to do things my own way, trying to figure out how to do life on my own, and the results of which led me down a path of addiction. But for someone else, maybe they just led you to a life of mediocrity. And maybe you, you wake up one morning and you don't like your, your job or you're upset with your situation or your circumstances. Maybe you're not happy. You know, More than 50% of Americans have been are said to have depression. You know, We prescribe all of these pills to help people find joy and peace in their lives, like the peace that PJ was talking about in the last segment. Peace and joy are fruits or results of faith in our relationship with God, that we put our trust in him, we commit our lives to him, we believe that his son is our Lord and Savior. These are evidence of faith in our lives. And it says in Romans fifteen thirteen that your life can overflow with joy, peace, and hope if you put your trust or faith in God. And this is simple instructions but not a lot of people know this. I didn't know it. I didn't even know it as a Christian. When I got born again and I was looking to find the answers to life's questions, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? And I heard preachers say, God, you know, God's got a plan for your life not to harm you. Or, and I was always like, well, what, what, what are those plans? I don't know what those plans are. And so when God called me into this ministry, this is one of the foundations of what we're doing. We're trying to help people. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's someone that you know that is walking sort of aimlessly in life. Or maybe they're just feeling discontent. Discontentment is not a fruit of the Spirit. It's not something God designed us to have. In fact, he wants us to live a, a fulfilled, satisfied life that brings us pleasure. This is what the Bible says. And you don't have to take my word for it. This book that opened up my eyes to the reality of God, even though I didn't really know he was real until I was a, an adult, and after I felt like I was at the my rock bottom, and so for you, if you're someone who has done that for yourself or you see someone who just hasn't been able to find that hope in their lives that they're so desperate for, if you want to partner with us here at Testimony House, we could use people like you with a heart to just sharing the gospel message. And anyone who believes in this message that God has a plan for your specific life, uh, you can just come on board with us. There's all sorts of ways you can get involved. You can be part of the radio show yourself. You can come be part of the ministry and some of the classes and things that we're offering. Help us support us by helping us raise funds to send out new resources, including a brand new book we're going to be publishing soon called God Has a Sentence for Your Life. In addition to this show, and we have other shows, we're getting ready down the pike to be able to produce uh, for you guys to be able to encourage you in different areas of your Christian walk in your new life with Christ. We just want to encourage anybody who has a heart for Jesus, who has a heart for what we're trying to do, to go ahead and be a partner with us, whether it's in your time or your treasure. Uh, head over to newjohnsimmons.com. Click on the Partner With Us tab or the Connect tab. Uh, there are ways over there that you can get connected with us. And tell us that you're supporting us, whether it's through prayer or finances or you just want to be part of the team and come help us physically uh, with in any way that you can. You don't have to have a background in radio. You just have to have a heart for others and we'll find a place for you here on our team. I want to encourage you to head over to newjohnsimmons.com. You can email me direct, john at testimonyhouse.org. Moving on to uh, this past week, we head off on the show in case you were missing us. I know I got a, a few text messages, a few uh, Facebook messengers and comments. Where's the show, John? Where's the show? Uh, the show is on hiatus as we prepared to get the new studio ready. And, and ever since we launched the live stream back in January. We've been doing the show five nights a week, pretty constant uh, for over the last five months. And 
I was I was ready for a break. I needed a little breather. So we, we took a little rest. The Bible talks about rest. God rested. Uh, God took vacations. Uh, people take vacations. And we didn't go anywhere. I just took a, a brief pause from the show to be able to recharge my batteries and, and get focused on the Lord, spend some time with him. And also one of the things we did, which I thought was really exciting, was we began uh, work on our studio. We're going to be building a Testimony House studio to be able to provide this live stream uh, from outside of the radio station you see behind me now. We want to be able to grow the show into uh, a a viable live stream platform for gospel sharing messages and hope-filled conversations and guest interactions and testimonies. And we want to do that in a place that's not just a a glass wall (laughs) and a soundproof you know, we want to be able to do some better things. And so we're providing and building a set to be able to hopefully encourage others to tune in and and be part of our program because we really have some great ideas and plans for the future of this ministry. We teach all the time here about having a vision for your life and being able to ask God what you need to be doing with the things in your future. And for us, the things that we're trying to do is expand our reach and our audience and be able to share this message of God has a sentence for your life. This isn't just about me being on the radio. It's about you finding and discovering your gifts and talents from God and being able to use them to get away from the the despair and the anger and the frustrations that might be piling up in your life, whether it's debt or relationships or whatever the situation may be that's keeping you from God. I want to be able to encourage you to get closer to God because then the breakthrough is going to come in your finances, in your relationships, in your future. Having a vision and seeing in the future is something that pleases God for us to ha- to do. Hebrews 11.6 Faith is the confidence in the things unseen, the assurance in the unknown. This is what faith looks like. This is the same thing that we express when we talk about going on vacation. When you talk about, oh, I'm going to go on the beach in Mexico. Oh, it's going to be just the most wonderful trip. We're going to go to the Grand Canyon. We're going to go on this super mega road trip. Going to pile the family up. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go to Rome, and I'm going to backpack through Europe, whatever the vacation that you've dreamed about is. When you think about that, you're expressing faith. That moment hasn't shown up yet. You haven't gone to that special vacation. You've only dreamed about it. This is what faith looks like, because faith is hope-filled expectation that that event's going to take place. When you think about your vacations, you don't think, well, I'll never go there. And if you do, that's not much of a dream, is it? And if you were to actually plan that vacation, you buy the tickets, and you put the countdown clock on your social media calendar, right? And you let everybody else know, all your friends, hey, in six months, I'm going to wherever, And you remind us every week, can't wait, can't wait to not work. I'm going on vacation, guys. And you put the little emojis of the drinks and the, and the bikinis and the, you know, the swimming suits and the waves. And you let all of us know that you're going out there. You don't think about how the airline might lose your luggage. You don't think about how your car might break down on the road trip. You don't think about how a bear might try and attack you on your hike. You don't think about these things. Not realistically. You hope they don't happen, maybe. But you're not spending a lot of time dwelling on them. Yet in our everyday lives, we dwell on the bear attacks all the time. We dwell on the breakdowns in life. Oh, I'm never going to get a raise. My car's going to break down. Um, They're going to lose my life. They're going to lose my luggage. You know, I'm never going to get that promotion. This is what we focus on. We focus on the bills. We focus on the bad relationships and the issues that they have. Oh, so-and-so is so dumb. I wish they could just do what I say. And, you know, I wish they could just see it from my perspective. I wish they would just, they don't listen to me. It's always about someone else, isn't it? That's what it was in the very first story in the Bible, by the way. God came down and asked them, you know, who ate the apple? Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed the devil. God told the devil that Jesus is going to come and crush his head. It's a whole thing. Having faith is the hope-filled expectation of your future. And in order to exhibit that faith, you have to have a vision from your life. One of the things we teach here is to have a vision from God. Wanting to go on a specific vacation is a vision. Buying the plane tickets and planning the dates you're going to go is faith. I'm going there then. 
on this airline, I'm going to stay at this hotel, I'm going to go this week of the year, I'm going to take off this many days. The planning process of your vision is your exhibition of the faith you have for God. Now, we can exhibit faith in areas that don't pertain to God. You can be a non-Christian. You don't have to believe in God at all, and you can plan a vacation and exhibit faith. You just don't call it that. You just call it, I'm making a vacation. When you invite God into your life, though, everything you do should involve God, from your vacation to your marriage to the school you're going to go to to what you eat for lunch. God's plan for our life is to exhibit faith in the visions that we have. So here at this ministry, the vision you know we're expressing moving forward is that we want to increase our ability to help people just like you. If you hear my message and this isn't the message that's going to touch your heart, we're going to try and bring a message to you via some people we have behind the scenes that are getting ready to come on board, some shows we're getting ready to produce. And they're going to be able to share the gospel with you in a different way. Maybe a Bible study that we're putting together is going to be helpful. Maybe the children's show we're trying to put together is going to be helpful for your family or your kids. Help them find who God wants them to be. These are all things we have coming up on the pike. These are the visions that we have for this ministry. They may not take shape overnight, but this vision for the studio that we're building today, we've had the vision, we've had this particular vision for years now. Never thought it would take place. We didn't think we'd be on the radio a few years ago either, but God's opened up doors for us. And here we are today, excited to just announce that we're doing these things. And we talk about them as it's going. Some people like to wait until it's here to share the news of something like this. But I like to talk about the journey because this is what a faith-filled walk in Christ looks like. You don't get there overnight. You don't become a great Christian walking in their gifts and talents, standing in front of kings, using all of the things that God's created them to do in overnight. No, this is not American Idol. This is, this is your new life in Christ. And even Jesus took years and years to get to where God wanted him to be to fulfill his plan. The apostles, just the same. For us, if you're a believer, whether you're a new believer, whether you're 10 or 20 or 60, God's plan for your life is unique to you. But for all of us, we're all going to need to find a vision from God. The apostles had a vision from God. They knew the cities that God wanted them to go to. And for Paul, he kept going to cities that didn't work out. And he kept saying, God, why are you sending me to these cities? And God was like, well, it's for me to me to know and you to find out, essentially. Paul faithfully went to all of these places because... In the right time, he had to be somewhere else. And so for you, when you think, why do I keep going to this dead-end job, God? Where's my, where's my perfect job that you created for me? Sometimes you have to go through one door to get to the door behind it. We keep looking for the last door to open up for us. But there's a series of doors in front of where God wants you to go. And if we don't have the faith to walk through the first door, we're not going to have the faith to walk through the last door. Joy, peace, and hope come into our lives as we begin to open up each one of those doors. It's the next turn in life. It's the next prayer in life. For some of us, prayer is such an afterthought in our life with Christ. Prayer should be a priority for all of us. It'll bring you closer to God in that communication. You want to get close to God? Quality time and communication. How do you do that? Bible, reading, church, fellowship, prayer. These are the things that you can do to get closer to God Getting closer to God allows him to reveal his vision for your life. And then it's up to us to start stepping out, taking steps of faith. That's what we were doing on the week off. We also did some other stuff. So when we come back, I'm going to discuss quickly with you in the last segment some of the exciting personal things that happened while I was gone with the family. You're not going to miss one of these stories in particular. Don't go away. You're listening to the new John Simmons show, part of the testimony house network. Are you interested in learning more about finding God's sentence for your life at newjohnsimmons.com? There are articles and videos describing how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life by finding passion, vision, and faith. In addition, NewJohnSimmons.com has a variety of ways for you to be encouraged to continue writing God's sentence. As always, you can hear the show live weekdays at 9 p.m. Central Time by clicking the Listen Live button when you visit NewJohnSimmons.com. 
Want to see behind-the-scenes photos and get the latest news from the show? All you have to do is follow at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, let's get back to the New John Simmons Show. Welcome back. New John Simmons with you here each and every weeknight at 9 p.m. on your radio and also streaming live over on Facebook. Stay connected with us on social media at New John Simmons. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the show on YouTube and Facebook as well. Just search for the New John Simmons Show. All of our past show archives available on those places as well as on your Amazon or Google device, Alexa. Uh, You can find podcasts on the Google Play Store. All sorts of ways to capture this show moving forward we'll encourage you to find one of those and share it with a friend please what happened this week john well i'll tell you uh, outside my house i'm not a big fan of yard work i'm uh not one of my gifts and talents i'll say that uh i i take a hard time for it and that's fine uh but i didn't become a homeowner until three or four years ago i'd rented my whole life as an adult never had to mow a yard and uh, so mowing a yard, especially when you buy a house that's got like a, uh, you know, a 90 degree incline that goes up for about a half a mile. If you stand on the top of my backyard, you can look over my house. Okay. And I have a two story house here in St. Louis. And so I'm just, I told you that not to, uh, you know, I'm not asking you to go look for it, but there it is. I have this huge hill that's monstrous, monstrous. Boy, it's a good sledding hill. But it is a monster to mow, and so I hate mowing it. I mowed it the first few months we lived in the house, and I was like, Megan, I'm going to die. I'm going to die out there. I'm going to roll over on this hill. This lawnmower is going to cut me into a 1,000 pieces. It took me like two and a half hours. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Each time I had to mow the yard, quickly I realized there was better things I could be doing with my time. And so I spent some of my time calling uh, someone who mows it now for me. And they bring in this high-powered uh, standing lawnmower. The guy just stands on the back. He goes up this hill like it's no big deal. It takes him 15 minutes on his little machine. Ah, I, if only I had a place to store one of those things, I could do it myself. But the point is, while we were outside doing some landscaping after the lawn got cut, not a big fan of doing this outdoor labor. I'd much rather let someone who's you know a server or someone who's gifted by God and has an eye for these things because to me it's just grass. Someone's like, oh, no, that's not grass, and that's not just a plant, and that's not just a bush. That's uh, this kind of bush, and it's a hostess, I've been told, and they tell me all the names of all the plants that are outside my house because the people we bought the house from, they must have been great gardeners because we have all of these plants and different kinds of fruit-bearing plants and I guess this is what we found. So we had this tree that was starting to grow too large, and it was getting into our cable wires near the house. And it started growing after we moved in. It was a mistake. It wasn't a tree that was planted. And so we decided to cut it down. It was getting too tall, maybe 15 feet or so. needed to come down. So John pulls out the saw. Handy John Simmons. I had to take the brand-new saw that I just bought two years ago, never used. had to take the tag off of it and take it out of the sheath or whatever. And so I'm cutting down this tree. We get the tree chopped down and put in the trash cans. And then Megan's trying to take this little weed bush that's next to where the tree was growing. And we get the shovel out, and she's like, Johnny, there's an onion underneath here. And I was like, an onion? And so I was like, that's weird. I was like, "Is that that wasn't part of a garden. There was just an onion in the middle of our grassy front yard. And so she digs a little deeper. She's like, there's a bunch down here. And she starts digging out all of these onions, and I guess uh, they're wild onions, or I don't know what was going on. But long story short, we spent about a, you know 15 minutes or 20 minutes digging up all these onions. There were hundreds of onions in my front yard, Un- unbeknownst to any of us. We had no idea they were under the ground. These big white onions, uh, not as big as the ones you buy at the store, but pretty close, and I was, I, we became onion farmers, you know, we came here to harvest souls and to win souls uh, for the kingdom, but God have us harvesting onions this weekend. It was incredible. Uh, one of these things you use, I didn't expect my life to, in ever in my life to have to pull up uh, fruits or vegetables from my yard, uh, but that's what we spent a lot of our 
our, our, our weekend doing. It was an incredible time. Uh, the memories and the stories doesn't really have much to finding God's plan and purpose for your life. I just think it's fun to talk about these sorts of things. And uh, if you have a short a story like that in your own life, a, a weird thing that happened to you, I'd love to hear your stories. Please share it with us over on the Facebook page or shoot me a link. Maybe we can start uh, a segment where we share weird stories of what happened on the weekend. I don't know. Uh, saw a lot of movies. We didn't go to the movies. Oh, well, that's not true. Me and Megan went and saw Star Wars, that uh, Han Solo movie. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Uh, this is not the movie that I was raised on, and so I don't have the uh, the love and you know nostalgia for it when it came back into theaters. Uh, in fact, I didn't even watch any of the Star Wars movies until they were already all the first six had already come and gone in theaters. Uh, not my cup of tea. Uh, I do like sci-fi, and I have seen the movies now. Uh, but my wife loves Star Wars, loves it, loves the Jedi's and all this stuff. So we went and saw. Han Solo, the movie, and it was pretty cool. I liked it. It was a, it was a good time at uh, the theater. I love anything that's uh, family-friendly, and that film was, I would say, family-friendly enough. You get the blasters and the shooting, and I guess it starts depending on where your level of, uh, you know, what you want to take your kids to see stands at. Uh, we didn't have the kids with us, though. But also during the week, we saw a bunch of documentaries. This is what I like to do with my free time. And since we had a lot of it last week while I was off for the show, I got to watch a few extra movies. I like to spend time watching documentaries about people who have vision and people who are doing things in their life. So I want to just share with you guys a couple of the films that I saw over the weekend or in the last week that really encouraged me. And if you're looking for something to watch yourself, you want to see somebody walking out a life of vision and what does that look like? Not necessarily for Christ. I don't watch just Christian shows. I don't watch just Christian documentaries. I watch people acting as God created us to act, which is to find a passion for something, find a vision for something, and to faithfully walk it out. And so one of the ones that I watched, which I thought was real fun, and maybe you or your kids or someone you know deals with these uh, Funko Pop vinyl figures. These are like, I don't know, maybe they're 10 inches or 8 inches or something. Uh, and they've created thousands of these little characters uh, from Marvel and Star Wars and just any cartoon and any sort of action genre or any any sort of movie, pop culture reference. They've created uh, thousands of these little toys. And there are collectors around the world who gather for these conventions that they do now. And uh, on Netflix right now is this documentary called The Story of Fun. And it's the how this company became so popular and their vision behind the company and how it got started and and how they made bobbleheads and how the bobbleheads became the things that are popular today. I found it very fascinating because, you know, for someone like me who isn't really creative in a sense of like sit down and take a sheet of paper and draw a picture of a superhero <laughs> and I can't come up with these stories about, you know, who has which superpower or you know, these heartwarming stories of what someone might overcome in order to become a character, like in Star Wars, where people want to, you know, really connect to that character. It was fun for me to hear from, like, the artist and the people who are creative behind those scenes. In addition to some visionaries, businessmen, and entrepreneurs who created this company with a vision of just being able to make fun. It was their whole thing. The whole name of the company, Fun Co. Fun Company, was for people to, you know, enjoy parts of their life. And I think that's good for all of us, even believers. There there are things in our life we can enjoy. We shouldn't just focus our entire lives on finding that enjoyment in, in the sense that, you know, our value in life shouldn't come from what we own. It should come from who God sees us as and what we're doing for him. Now, we can also own nice things. We can also have a collection as long as it doesn't, you know, interfere with us doing the things that God wants us to do. I want to lay that disclaimer out. Another movie I saw, and by the way, I, I definitely would encourage anybody, if you collected these things, it's obviously a no-brainer to watch these things. But if you don't watch or you, ha you have any questions about collecting <laughs> these guys, there was even a person from St. Charles, Missouri in it. You know, we filmed this show in St. Louis. So uh, fun times uh, watching documentaries, including Mr. Rogers. I watched this documentary called uh, Mr. Roger and Me. This was a fascinating tale of a guy who lived next door to Mr. Rogers growing up. 
he made a kid's show. You might have heard of it, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> so uh, that was over on, I think, Amazon Prime. Wonderful documentary. We're going to have someone from that documentary, Dr. Susan Lynn, will be joining us on the show in just a few weeks. Uh, going to talk to her about creating Christian programs and how uh, ministries and others should, people should be looking to use screens as a resource to help kids and not just uh, you know make them mindless zombies who look at the screen all the time. So uh, looking forward to talking to Dr. Susan Lynn, who was in that. The last thing I want to talk about, and we don't have much time, so I can't get too deep into it. Maybe we'll dive deeper into it tomorrow. Was this idea of vision we've been talking about a little bit tonight. And I watched uh, some of the episodes of this David Letterman interview show that's on Netflix called Need for, This Person Needs No Introduction or it's called something like that. Sorry, I can't remember the name. And he interviews Howard Stern from radio and Jerry Seinfeld from the Seinfeld show, Tina Fey, Barack Obama. He, David Letterman, obviously, in his own right, is a great interviewer. And he came back to Netflix for these special interview shows and I find it fascinating, not the interview itself necessarily, but of the shows that I watch, the episodes of Jerry Seinfeld and Howard Stern and even David Letterman himself, they all expressed how they all had a vision from a very early age. Jerry Seinfeld always knew or knew from a very young age that he wanted to be a comedian. Howard Stern knew from a very young age that he wanted to be in radio. David Letterman expressed that he from an early age, he wanted to sit in front of others. Not necessarily knew that he wanted to host a show, but he knew he wanted to be a comedian of sorts and he wanted to be on television. And so these people who had vision were able to propel it forward into their lives through faith. Now, they may or may not have done that with Christ. I'm not sure that they were using Christ. Uh, but nonetheless, a vision and a faith for your future work, whether you know Christ or not, they're the principles that God designed us to live with. However, if we use it to God's ability and God's purpose, we can see our lives transform and find joy, peace, and hope like we never thought possible. That's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to thank all of you for tuning in tonight. I want to thank PJ Frick for joining us on the program earlier. Head over to pizzawithjesus.com to pick up her book, also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks, Mr. Curtis, behind the boards, and thanks to all of you who have watched on Facebook Live. Until next time, guys, we pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today. Thanks for listening to the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. To replay this episode or listen to past episodes, look for the new John Simmons Show podcast on your mobile device. Stay connected to the show. Read the latest news, blog posts, and see behind-the-scenes photos by following at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you would like to learn more about how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life, or join a growing community of people who are finding passion, vision, and faith for their lives, please visit NewJohnSimmons.com. Until next time, we pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today.